Welcome to the Kenza Pod. Kenza Collective is a platform dedicated to educating, inspiring, and empowering parents who work for themselves. Check out kenzacollective.com to learn more about our mission and to find resources to help you on your journey. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the founder and CEO of Kenza. Each week on the podcast, you can join me and our CFO, Beth Gummery, as we help you navigate the tricky business of working for yourself while also raising a family. We're honored to have you here with us. Let's get started. Hey, hey everyone, Tiffany Jones here. And today I wanna talk to you about one of my most favorite things to teach people, which is how to get paid to write proposals. I actually really enjoy teaching people about proposals in general. Um, I know this is weird and pretty much no one says this, but I actually kind of like writing proposals. Actually, I like, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy writing proposals. I'll just, I'm just gonna say it, I'm just gonna say it. I think the reason why I enjoy them so much is because I think of them differently than a lot of people do. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about my philosophy and how I kind of think of proposals before we dive into how you can get paid to write proposals. So in my mind, I really think of a proposal more like a project plan. So when I'm sitting down to write a proposal for a potential client, I don't think of it like, oh, I got to sit down and write a proposal. I think about it like a project manager. And I think about the project in general. I think about the client's goals, what we're working towards, what we're trying to accomplish. And I basically write out step by step what it's going to take to go from point A to point B on this project. How are we going to go from where we are now to wrapping this up and giving them their set of deliverables? So for me, I'm sitting down, I'm writing out a project plan that then ends up becoming the proposal. I spend quite a bit of time writing these because I do really use it as an opportunity to just think through the project from start to finish, make sure I've spelled out as much as I can with the information that I have. Um, And you know, as we all know, projects never go the way we planned, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. But if you can sit down and write a proposal or a project plan with as much information as possible, you can at least attempt to plan it out in a very intentional, well thought out way. And then when the inevitable surprise, revelation, epiphany, etc., comes up, then you have space to pivot. What's great about doing it this way is that once the client does accept your proposal, All you have to do is then take that proposal and put it into action. So it isn't really wasted time. I mean, sure, you could say it's wasted time if they don't accept the proposal, but let's hope that that's few and far between that that's actually happening. So now let's say the client has accepted the proposal. Now you have a project plan. Now you know exactly what you're doing. You put it in your project management software. If you use something like that, you do whatever you need to do. You already have your task broken down. You already have your timeline broken down. The client knows what to expect. You know what to expect and you have a plan. So the proposal writing process, yes, it's a proposal, but it's also your opportunity to craft your project plan so that as soon as they click accept, you're off to the races and you don't have to think through that anymore. Sometimes a project is really straightforward and it's something you've done a million times. And so it's not going to take you too long to craft your proposal. But other times a project is not so straightforward or it's going to be a much longer engagement, maybe three to six months. And you don't have all the information that you really need to be able to see how this whole thing is going to play out. 
So what frequently ends up happening is that you write a proposal for a big project. And when I say big, I mean both in scope and timeline and also in complexity. Maybe there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, maybe you're coordinating several people on your end and you're also going to be coordinating with several people on their team. You know, there's just a lot going on. And you sit down and you just, you really do your best to guess at how it's going to go. And then what happens is you get a few weeks or a month into it and the whole project has pivoted based on new information that you just couldn't have possibly known when you were sitting down and writing that proposal. So what happens at that point? Well, there's usually three main paths and all of them suck. (laughs) So let's just recap. You've written a proposal based on maybe one one meeting you had with the client, maybe look maybe a couple, and you sat down and wrote this big, you know, elaborate proposal, or maybe not so elaborate because you just didn't have enough information. And now you're in it and everything has changed. So what are your options? Well, the first option is you eat it. You blame yourself for not seeing it coming, or you really just don't want to talk to the client about a change request. So you just settle in and try and make it work and you will end up losing money. You'll end up spending more time on it. Um, A lot of bad things can come from that. You know, your attitude might get messed up because you feel like you're getting kind of screwed over, which you kind of are. Um, So that one's not great. And I really hate to see especially freelancers contractors have to eat it like that I just don't think that's right and I think it's mostly preventable second scenario is your client eats it so when you're writing that proposal you don't have as much information as you could or should and so you really overbid the project you pad certain areas because you're really unsure of exactly how it's going to play out so you just pad everything to be sure so that's a bummer too so now your client's eating it Or number three, you have to put in a change order and you have to have a tough conversation, which depending on the situation could start to erode the trust between you and the client. You know, they could think, well, you're the, you're the professional here. You're the expert. You should have seen this coming. You should have known you should have this, you should that. Um, Sometimes they'll be cool with it and they'll totally understand, but sometimes not. It really depends on the client. And it also depends on what's going on on the client side. You know, maybe this is a really big expenditure for them and you're coming in and asking for more money and that's going to be stressful for them. The other thing that happens when you have to do this is you could kill momentum in the project and that's a real bummer. You know, you could be like, hey, our scope has really changed. We need to talk about this. I need to rebid it. And it's just this whole thing. So, you know, sometimes this is going to happen. It just is. Um, and it's ultimately, it's, it's no one's fault. But, you know, this scenario, just like I said before, it just sucks. Like, I, I don't want you to have to go down this path. I don't want your clients to have to go down this path. And I think there's a better way. I don't think that we as contractors should have to eat the cost of a scope changing because no one knew the information that we needed at the beginning. And so what do I recommend? Well, I recommend that you start with a discovery phase. You can call this whatever you want. Discovery, you can call it a blueprint phase, which is kind of a nice visual of like, you know, think about when you're building something or you're, you know, building a house or building or whatever. You have a blueprint that outlines kind of what the plan is and how everything's going to go. You can call it the research phase, whatever you want to call it. But the point is that instead of bidding this really big, long, complex project 
with not enough information in front of you. You instead sell your client on a short, quick phase, the discovery phase, where you can get in and figure out exactly what actually needs to happen. You make sure and provide your client with a solid deliverable, so they're going to get something out of it. You're not just saying, hey, I want you to pay me to figure out what you need. That's not how you're going to sell it, and I'll get to how you're going to sell it in a few minutes. So you want to make sure that your client's going to walk away with a deliverable and, you guessed it, a proposal for the next phase. Okay, so let's talk about how this works, and I'm going to use a project as an example so we can just sort of play this out so you can see what I'm talking about here. So let's take a project, um, a client who wants to hire you to, in their words, I just want to reskin a simple Squarespace website for, for my you know, little accounting business here. And if you're someone who has ever worked in website building or creating or reskinning, it's never simple. Even if it is simple, even if it's three pages, there's still a lot to it. So option A is you have an intro meeting, you learn about their needs, you write a proposal and you get started. And this is where you get into trouble and you get into those three scenarios that I outlined a few seconds ago. Or you go with what I'm suggesting, which is you bid out a shorter, and when I say short, it depends on the project, but usually like two or three weeks max, discovery phase. And here's what you do in that phase. Number one, you schedule weekly meetings. You do a kickoff meeting and maybe weekly meetings, and you start to work out what are, what are, what are the goals here? What are our short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? And from there, you can start to make some decisions. So maybe they said, yeah, just Squarespace, I want to use that, Site Builder, I've heard about it, whatever. But after you dig in a little bit more, you learn that actually their goal within six months is to be publishing online courses. And actually Squarespace doesn't handle that really well. And so you want to suggest this other CMS because now you know more about their long-term goals that wasn't revealed maybe in that first meeting. So now you're going to set them up on a platform that's really going to serve them now and in the longer term, just as an example. So you guys work together to determine that so that you can then make some better decisions moving forward. The next thing you can do in this particular example here is in this discovery phase, you create a site map and you create a content framework. You determine, okay, what are the pages we actually need? And again, this is one of those places where you could discover a lot about this client and they could even discover a lot about themselves. And you know, maybe through this, they say, you know what? actually, I think I do want a blog. I think that I would like to go ahead and publish a blog every couple of weeks. So let's make sure to get that installed. Okay, well, there you go. That's a whole new piece of information that had you bid the project up front, not knowing that a couple weeks in, they determined they want that. And now that's out of scope and you have to deal with that. But nope, you don't have to do that now. You've discovered it. Okay, great. You want a blog. Let's add that into the sitemap. Okay, so now you have your sitemap, you have their goals, now you can go find a template and you think that that's going to really serve all of the goals and the purposes that you're, you know, the reason why you're doing this whole thing. Then you can start to talk about, okay, now we have all this information, we have sort of our plan of attack, now let's discuss how we're going to really execute this. Do you want to write the copy? Am I going to write the copy? Who's going to source photos? Blah, blah, blah. All the stuff it's going to take to actually make this come to light. Then you take all that information and then you write a proposal. See how much more you learned just in two or three weeks of digging in and really doing this work and how much more of a concise and realistic project plan, AKA proposal, you can give to them. 
I love this phase. I, I love it for so many reasons. And what we're going to, I'm going to get into that in just a minute. So the key here is that you need to make sure that you're providing a set of deliverables at the end of this phase, and that's going to help you sell this. So in this example, the deliverables are going to be a site map, a content map, a a CMS and a template that's going to work for their short and long-term goals, maybe a document that outlines their short-term and long-term goals and how you plan to accomplish that for them. You're going to put together a plan for how the website uh, building is actually going to be executed, and you're going to have a really realistic time frame and price point all wrapped up into a proposal for the next phase. So you also want to make sure that this discovery phase is short, like I said earlier, maybe two, three weeks, depending on everyone's availability and how quickly you can move through this. Uh, Sometimes in some projects during this discovery phase, I found that I build in interviews with other people on the team. So for one uh, particular project I worked on one time, uh, the team needed to, the team was not happy with their current project management software. They needed to get on a new one. They didn't know what. And so we wanted to figure out both what Uh, project management tool they should be on. And then at some point I was going to help migrate everything and train the team and get it up and running and all that kind of stuff. And so I scheduled in, I figured out this discovery phase and I scheduled in some interviews with people on the team to figure out what's working, what's not working, what they want, um, you know, all those kinds of things. So again, that's another little line item you can add in is interviews. Sometimes it works to do, um, one time I did interviews with uh, clients, customers to understand what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And that was going to feed into our next stage. So there's different things that you can build in, but really it's in an information gathering phase with deliverables. So how exciting is this? You bid out a discovery phase. You make sure to build in time in your cost to actually put together the project plan slash proposal and voila. You just got paid to do all the research and homework for writing your proposal. Okay, now some of you might be saying, yeah, okay, cool, Tiff. This sounds great, but how am I actually going to get someone to pay for that? How am I going to sell my client on that? Easy. Make it all about them and tell them the truth. Tell them that you're bidding a project that has a lot of moving parts. Explain to them all the moving parts because remember, they don't do this all the time. You do. So in their mind, and just going back to our website example, they just need a simple website. It just has a homepage and an about page and a contact page. What's so big of a deal there? Well, it's not that it's necessarily hard or some crazy complex project, but there's a lot that could go sideways there. And there's a lot that could take more time than anybody's expecting and yada, yada, yada. So explain that to them, walk them through, hey, this is what it takes to get this site up. I'm happy to walk you through this. But what I've learned is that it really pays off for both of us if we can start with a very short scoped phase where we get on the same page of exactly how we're going to implement this and exactly what we're doing and making sure that it's really serving the goals of your company, both in the short term and the long term. You can even say, like like I said, be truthful. Say, look, I can bid this whole project right now with the information I have. But what I'm going to have to do is sort of pad a couple of areas because there's just some unknowns and I really don't want to charge you more than I have to. But if we can go this route where we do a shorter phase, we work together to make a plan 
and we both go into this with eyes wide open, I can create a much more concise and realistic proposal project plan that will save everyone time and money. So when you can explain it like this, obviously in your own words, when, whenever I've explained it like this, I have never had anyone question this or say, oh, no, thank you. Please just go ahead and unnecessarily pad the whole thing and let's just go for it. And you know what? If they do, fine, go ahead. Just make sure you cover yourself. But ultimately, if you can say, look, this is a win-win, you can even explain what I was saying earlier of like scenario A, I have to eat it because some unknown comes up that we didn't plan for. And so now I, as the contractor, I'm going to eat it or you're going to eat it because I'm going to have to pad this or I'm going to have to come to you with a change order because we're going to discover something that we didn't realize. I mean, maybe you don't want to quite say it like that, but you get the point. The other benefit of this is that if you do this with a new client and better yet, if you make this a mandatory part of your process with a new client, this is a great way to sort of test them and make sure that there's someone you want to be working with. What you're doing is you're building yourself an out and this is a win-win. So let's say you go through this discovery phase, uh, two, three weeks. And by the end of it, you're like, oh man, there is no way I can work with this particular person or this company for the next three to six months on this project or two months or any longer than these two or three weeks. They're slow to respond. They have major bureaucracy. They have to get through to get me approvals. They're not paying my invoice on time, whatever the reason is you're going to learn a lot about this client in just a couple of weeks working with them. And so by doing this phase, you're giving yourself an out. That's a professional out. You're not having to bid a six month project and a month into it going, Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? And then trying to figure out a way out or worse, having to just slog through it. Because as you all know, I am so protective of my energy and I encourage you to be very protective of your energy. And when you're with a client that turns out to be a real energy vampire, it's going to suck. No pun intended, but kind of intended. Okay. So anyway, back to the win-win if this is a new client. So what's cool about this is that as long as you build in a really useful set of deliverables, plus this detailed project plan, AKA proposal, they're going to be able to walk away with all of that and still have something really useful to go to the next person and have them implement this work. So they haven't wasted any money and you haven't wasted any time, but one of maybe both of you or one of you have determined that working together just isn't going to be the right fit. So again, I would actually really encourage you to make this just a, a mandatory part of your process with any new client. You just build it in and say, Hey, this is, you know, so excited to be working with you. This is how I work. I like to, you know, start off with a little discovery phase, kind of get to know each other and make sure that I'm understanding all of your goals, blah, 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 however you want to sell it. But that's a really nice little benefit of the discovery phase as well. So give it a try next time. Let me know how it goes. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about how to write solid proposals that don't go over time or budget, I'd love to talk to you. We have officially opened up one-on-one -on -one coaching here at the Kenza Collective. Both myself and Beth, our CFO, are offering our time to you to save you the hassle that can come from learning this stuff the hard way. 
So some of the things that I would love to help you figure out sort of fast track are how to better manage your projects, which will help you understand how to manage your energy, how to manage your clients, how to manage your time while you're juggling kids at home. I also am, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, really passionate about helping people understand how to write better proposals that don't go over time and over budget. And I think that the edge I have there is that I'm a project manager by trade. And so when I write my proposals, like I've said a million times in this podcast, they're really a project plan. And I really think through every single step of a project. And that is what helps you to create a proposal that's really strong and that's as accurate as possible. I'm also really interested in helping you understand how to price yourself. I'm a huge advocate for not doing hourly pricing and doing more value or project-based pricing. And I would love to teach you if you're in hourly-based pricing, how to move out of that, how to pivot, and then how to do it better moving forward and how that is really going to help you unlock uh, your earning potential. And I'm also here to just give you general feedback on your online presence, what I think of your website, your offerings, your structure of you know services. Um, and one of the other cool things that we are going to be playing around with is what we're calling asynchronous coaching. And so this is something where it'll be a lower price point because we're not having to meet live and each of us can sort of work with you um, in our own time. So here's an example of where that may come in handy. Let's say you are really struggling with your proposals and you just cannot figure out how to organize them or you keep going over budget or whatever it is. What you can do is send me your proposal and I can review it. And what I'll do is record a screen share and record myself and I'll just go through and hack and slash, add comments, add edits, rearrange, do whatever I need to do and walk you through what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And then I can send you that video and you can watch it in your own time you can, you know, send, send it to me back with, you know, revisions done or whatever, however it works out, whatever you're needing. This is something that is just a little bit easier for everyone and can be a lower price point for people. So let us know if you're interested in something like that. If you're interested in working with Beth, what she is really passionate about is helping people understand how to be their own CFO. So she can train you on anything from basic to advanced accounting, uh, depending on where you're starting from, help you understand how to manage your cash flow, how to build up cash reserves and why that's so important. Um, she'll help you understand how to use that accounting software that you're probably paying for, but not fully using to its uh, full potential. Anything that has to do with finances, she is the person. The other last cool thing about being able to work with us in a coaching capacity is that we can sort of mix and match. So let's say you need help writing proposals and let's say you need help building up a cash reserve. We can sort of tag team that and each of us can put together, you know, we can maybe put together a little custom package for you to sort of walk you through the things you need to do to up level your business. So if you are interested in this, go to kenzacollective.com coaching. And you can schedule a free 30 minute introductory call with us where we can just get to know you, understand what's going on, where you might need help and kind of go from there. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that you can go out there and get paid for writing your proposals and putting together a very well thought out project plan where no one gets screwed in the end. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Catch you next time.